Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guide books. Hi, and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. Trail Mix is our short format episodes of our show. Our long format episodes explore one hiking trail and one national park, one park at a time. Trail Mix allows us to dive deeper into things we didn't get to cover in our long format episodes. In this episode, we're going to talk all about some tips, tricks, logistics, and pitfalls when it comes to camping. Keep in mind, we are recently minted campers in the last year, but with each trip we have taken, we've learned a great deal along with traveling with and learning from some friends who are consummate campers. We would be nowhere without the help of our friends who helped us to get started. This year, when the pandemic changed everything, we decided that we should invest in some camping gear because that might be the best way to travel or perhaps the only way to travel. Yes, in fact, you went to Dick's the day before the world shut down and bought a tent for us, which was a very logical purchase because afterwards, it was really hard to find camping gear, and you couldn't exactly go to the store to buy or look at things in the initial onset of the pandemic. Right. I always joke about that. Dick's is my favorite store. (laughs) Right. You tell your mom that all the time (laughs) because you're a horrible son. (laughs) No, the joke is... I always say that I'm going to her favorite store. And then she goes, no, I'm pretty sure that's your favorite store. (laughs) So, yeah, I would say it was definitely one of the smartest things we did at the beginning of the pandemic, which brings us to our first point, planning. It's definitely worth it to take stock in what kind of camping you plan to do. Remember, take this episode with a grain of salt, as you may very well be an experienced camper. Imagine, if you will, that you are an inexperienced camper, though. Or maybe you don't have to because... You've just never camped before. Just like us. We'd never done... Well, you had done some camping. I had done a little little bit. A very, very little bit. But you had done some more than I had. Yeah. When I was hiking to Machu Picchu in Peru, I camped for three nights. But I really didn't have anything I needed to do or pay attention to at the time. Because the excursion company that ran the trip basically did everything. I just had to show up and go to sleep in my tent. And that was it. So while I camped, I really had no responsibility when it came to camping. Right. So there was no like setup or breakdown for you. No. No. Someone did that for you. Yeah. Because you paid them. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But camping itself is filled with responsibilities. And a lot of that starts with the planning. So first things first, where are you going? What time of year is it? What's the temperature going to be like? Will you be with other people? All of this will inform your choices for what you need to bring along with you. It may mean you get a sleeping bag that works better in the cold or that you are only packing shorts and tank tops. All those questions are important to ask before you go. Another important question, what kind of camping will you be doing? Are you leisure camping or backpacking? If you are leisure camping, are you planning on just staying at your campsite or will you be doing some day hiking? This will definitely inform what you're bringing. If you're leisure camping, you might hit a few trails or take in some interesting sights around your campground. And if that's the case, you are likely doing what is called car camping. Car camping means that you can bring everything in your car and that you have access to your car at all points of your stay at the campground because you're usually parked right next to your pad. Backpacking means that you park your car somewhere and leave it and everything you need is on your back, hence backpacking. This requires a little more planning and really, really depends on the weather, not just from a safety standpoint, but as far as what clothes you are bringing and what space you can afford. And how much weight. Yeah, and how much weight, for sure. Oh, yeah. Another very important factor in planning is where you plan to camp. What will the site be like? Is there access to potable water? Are there bathrooms, showers? What about a place to have a fire? How close are you to civilization in case you need something? Because trust us, it happens. (laughs) While we have stayed at KOA sites, which are sort of like camping with benefits, uh, we've also stayed at some more rustic sites as well. That being said, we made sure that wherever we stayed, we were happy with what the site offered. Of course, expectations may differ upon arrival, but we really took the time to do our research. Which brings us to our next topic, which is packing and storage. Once you've considered your options and what you're planning to get out of this trip, the next thing to do is pack and consider storage. You can hear more about the items we suggest in detail in our camping Love It or Leave It episode, but it is worth mentioning you should really take time to consider both how you pack and what your storage situation is like. Let's break this up in two parts, leisure camping and backpacking. When it comes to leisure camping, you have a lot more options because you aren't toting everything around with you at all times, which means you can plan to have really great storage options. And since I'm obsessed with home editing and the container store, this is totally my jam. Seriously, we like broke apart everything and like uh, was like, will this fit in here? And like, how many of these things do we need? And will it all fit inside of the bin? Mm -hmm. Now, on our first camping trip, we didn't really plan our storage out as best we could. We sort of had our camping bags and our day hiking bags. And then we just had a lot of things in tote bags. Can I riff here too? Yeah, this was definitely not our finest hour of keeping things organized. But we were a little young and reckless at the beginning. When we packed the car the first time, we were like, we don't really need to bring much. (laughs) Which is like the irony of all ironies. Because it was like, yeah, you know, we have, we know we're bringing the tent. We know we're bringing this. We know we're bringing that. And then like we packed the car and it was like, we barely, we barely fit in the car after we packed it. But then we promptly got two Sterilite bins. Sterilite, not an official sponsor, but could be. (laughs) Which solved a lot of our problems right off the bat. It allowed us to really keep things in separate spaces for what we had brought. And we were able to separate each of those bins into like sustenance and supplies. One of these bins held all of our food and trail snacks and snacky snacks. More on this in a minute. 
while the other bone held all of our gear and things that are gear-related, including our collapsible sink, our kitchen utensils, our sleeping bags and pillows, when we weren't using them, of course, our lantern, our extension cord, our big Agnes sleeping pads, and our fire-making supplies. So along with these bins, we would, with our day hiking bags and camping bags, usually have a tote bag of games and our tent in its own bag, and that was really it. Uh, We also had chairs, which also came in their own bags. It made everything so incredibly easy to find and keep straight. The Sterilite bins also mean easy storage of items at home, and it keeps everything in one space. You don't have to scatter and look for it. On that note, think about maybe having some items just for camping, like a mug or a water bottle, so you can always keep them in these bins, and then you are less likely to forget about them when you are packing. And to throw something else in here... I have found that camping is not about like getting a whole bunch of new stuff to do this activity. Use what you have. Yeah, There's totally. no need to go get a new water bottle to make it your designated camping water bottle. Mm-mm. We're just saying like, take something you already have, leave it in the camping bin. Right. And then it's, you don't have to think about grabbing it when you head out. You just right. have everything there. Right. Now, when we talk about backpacking, it's a whole other ball game here. We were supposed to take a backpacking trip this fall, but the weather ended up turning and we had to cancel the trip. That being said, we were basically fully packed. Thankfully, our good friends Brian and Tino were willing to break us into our first backpacking trip. They really led the charge in an awesome way in getting us prepared for what was ahead. Backpacking, like leisure camping, really depends on the season in regards to what you are packing. In cooler weather, it may mean that a lot of your bag has clothing. And that is saying something considering your bag isn't that big. Part of backpacking or through hiking, as it's also known, also depends on your timeline. We had planned to camp for two nights on this hike we were doing before we were back to the car and eventually civilization. That meant we didn't have to bring much by way of clothing. But since it was going to be late fall hiking, we wanted to make sure that we were going to be warm. Hence, most of your bag being taken up by clothing, warm and often fluffier clothing by nature. Because it was the two of us, we were able to split up most of our other things we needed, including our sleeping bags and pads and our kitchen supplies, food, first aid kit, and our tent. But because this bag is also your day hiking bag, we also had to consider a spot for our water bladders and also the fact that we needed to carry enough water for two days of hiking and cooking. So there's a lot to consider. Which brings us to our next topic, food and water. Since we haven't completed a backpacking trip yet, we are going to continue this episode talking more about everything from a leisure hiking and camping perspective. So let's talk about food and water. Obviously, some of the most important things to make sure that you have. Make sure that whenever you are camping, you have access to potable or drinkable water. That is so important. If you don't, then prepare to bring some gallon jugs from home or to potentially have iodine capsules on hand to treat the water. We recommend bringing some jugs of water from home if you can. What's great about those jugs is that once you use them, you can refill them. Exactly. And you can use them for other things like dousing your fire at the end of the evening. Exactly. So multi-purpose. In regards to food, this is really up to you. If you are leisure hiking and camping and within a close enough distance to civilization, you might decide that you are going to eat dinners out and just have food for breakfast and lunch. If you have access to a fire and you have brought an ice chest, you might bring burgers and hot dogs that you can cook on either the grill that is at the campsite or over the fire. This will require a good deal of planning to see what your options are. One thing 
that we have found when we camp is that a hot breakfast is easy when leisure camping. We usually do oatmeal and coffee and potentially a granola bar, depending on our activity for the day. Most of the time, that's hiking. When we are on the trail, we usually just snack on fruit and granola bars and trail mix. Okay, I we eat the shit out of fruit, <laughs> granola bars, and trail mix. That is essentially lunch. And right. We eat on it all day. Also, peanut butter sandwiches. Yes. Often, which are like prepared and packed ahead of time. Yep. It is just easier that way. And it makes one less, you know, big meal to really have to think about and prepare for. For dinner, we have done some burger and dog nights. But the one thing we have discovered we really enjoy was recommended to us by our friend David, who is a big through hiker backpacker. And that is the lovely, delicious Backpackers Pantry. I know. We need to talk to them because they are not an official sponsor, but... Lord, we have enough to say, enough good things to say about them. Yes, for sure. And their infrastructure. Like Anyway, okay. These are <laughs> amazing, delicious, freeze-dried meals. They have so many options, including vegetarian options. And non-dairy. Including non-dairy options. Mm-hmm. They come in a bag that has fairly similar cooking instructions, bag to bag. Um, essentially, you just pour boiling water into the bag. Ziplock it closed and let it sit there for 20 minutes. Do make sure that you get the silica pack out right. of there before you do it. Yes. Thank you, David. And then you're ready to eat. And oh my God, like these are so, so delicious. We really couldn't believe how good they were. What are some of the ones we had? We had uh, red, Louisiana red, red beans and rice. Right. Cuban rice. Cuban oh. rice was so good. Uh, the tiki masala? Uh, no, it was masala. There was some masala rice or something like that. Right. There was like a curry. Yes, it was a um, a, was it a lentil curry? Like a oh, coconut like curry, that. something like that. Oh my god, they're like, very, there are very so good. many of them, and they're so so good. Yes, yes. Um, make they, sure you take that silica packet out before you put that hot water in, though. <laughs> right. That's you don't really wanna, really you important. don't want to be dealing with that. No, 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 no. no. And they are really, truly wonderful. And like Dusty said, they are not a sponsor, but we wholeheartedly recommend them. Uh, David originally told us that we would probably eat a whole bag ourselves at the end of the day. But honestly, we just split the bag. And then we sort of have some snacky stuff on the side, which usually rounds up the night pretty well for us. Which I mean, for us was always with, like veggie straws. Right. And then s'mores, of course. S'mores. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about Backpacker's Pantry is that you can recycle the bags. Right. You have to like clean them out and then you have to mail them back to them yeah but they're recyclable yes and it's like use the postal service everybody one thing to consider when and where you are hiking are bears and wild animals check to see what bear populations are like in the area you are camping in to see if you need to rent or use a bear box to put your food in because bears smell food from i mean they can smell food everywhere Mm -hmm. and so they will absolutely rip into something thinking that there's food there. Right. So yeah, you might have to do that. This is a mistake that is too often repeated. Bears will definitely fuck shit up. So you need <laughs> right. to <laughs> you need to make sure that, you know, you've got that covered. Yes, for which sure. Brings us to our next topic, which is set up. So you're all planned out, you're packed, and you're ready to hit the road. You got your food, you got everything that you need. But what happens when you get there? We advocate for a setup immediately, especially if it's in daylight. Do not wait until after you hike or get back in the dark to do this. It is best to get to camp early and get yourself all situated. Right. There is nothing nicer than coming back and being able to just enjoy not having to do anything regarding setup. It means that you can just relax and not have to think about setting up and also having to cook dinner. You can just worry about having to cook dinner. Right. 
Make sure that if you are not on a pre-made pad, usually gravel, that you find yourself some flat ground and that you remove anything that might be uncomfortable on your back. So like limbs, rocks, all the kind of stuff that are there. Uh, remember that essentially the ground is your mattress. So that being said, get yourself a nice sleeping pad. It will help maintain your body temperature so you aren't cooling down, sleeping right on the ground, and it will help you maintain your body heat. It will be so much more comfortable on your back. And if you can get an inflatable one because it collapses down, it's like so much less space. Right, than having like a roll. Than just like like a rolled up pad. Once you've found some good ground, lay down a tarp. This will act as a moisture barrier to the ground and keep the bottom of your tent a little warmer and definitely less wet. Make sure the tarp is the same size as the base of your tent, and if not, fold it down if it's too large, or get two tarps if you need it because it's too small. And this is so that if it rains, you're not getting water like between the tarp and right. the tent. Right, exactly. Go ahead and set up your tent after this. Depending on you know the variety of tent, this may be very easy or a little more difficult. Some tents will just pop open and be done. Right. We work together to do the setup with our tent. It's, oh. It's a 10 person? It's. No, it's a six-person tent because that was <laughs> really like all that was <laughs> all that was available. It's like a it's a giant square, yeah, and it's a six-person tent. It could like, comfortably fit three. It comfortably like maybe. super comfortably fit yeah. three, four if necessary. Then set up everything inside, including like blowing up your mattress pads and then laying out all your bags and like getting everything set up inside. Take anything out of the car, and if you brought yourself camping chairs and stools, set these up too. It's really nice to have a place to sit that isn't the ground or where you aren't forced to just lay down like in your sleeping bag. Yes. That was also a tip to us from our friends, David and Jacqueline. Yes. Who said having a place to, there aren't always chairs, there aren't always benches. Or logs. to Having a place to sit is so helpful. Right. And it's so wonderful. Right. So much so that like we, we bought chairs for when we started camping, which are great. They're really lovely. They break down their light. And then when we were going to do some backpacking, you found great stools that were super cheap, super stools, cheap, light, light, like collapsible, right. like easy um, that we look forward to using at some point for sure. Which brings us to our next point. You want to sit around something. Most of the time, that's going to be a fire. So this brings us to fires. I personally like to sit around a block of ice. (laughs) Um, So if you want ambiance or warmth or a way to cook, a fire is the answer. That said, do make sure you understand conditions in the area and whether or not starting a fire is safe or prudent at the time of year and in the area that you are camping. If you have a fire and you are at a campsite, there is likely a designated fire pit or circle at your site, and we would advocate for utilizing that. Right. Don't use like another area if there's already something. Don't just set up. make a fire anywhere. Right. You might be able to purchase wood from some sites, which is great. But if you are really in the woods, you might just have to forage for your kindling and logs. Obviously, dry wood is best for starting a fire, but you can also help your fire along with commercially made sweet start cubes, or you can use dryer lint which i actually think is better and which was another great suggestion from our friends brian and tino absolutely they just brought with them a whole giant bag of dryer lint Mm -hmm. be careful because dryer lint is very flammable so be mindful of not holding it and lighting it because it will go up quick make sure that there is plenty of air feeding into your fire from below so that the oxygen along with the wood keeps it going so definitely remember place your lint underneath and then light it. Don't like light it in your hand and then put it down. 
And make sure that your fire is firmly out before leaving your site, whether that is on a hike or because you are heading home. It is your job to make sure it's out. And believe us, a fire might look out, but the ash might still be smoldering. Make sure to smother the fire with earth or water and make sure it is fully out before departing. This brings us to our next point, the bathroom. The bathroom. Nature is going to call y'all even when out camping. So you know, you got to know what the bathroom situation is like at your campsite. Maybe you are lucky and you have a shared bathroom with plumbing or maybe you have a pit toilet situation or maybe you're digging a cat hole and burying your waste. It is really important to know that this is something that you have to be conscious of. Also, if you don't have a bathroom with plumbing and you are someone like me who wears contacts, have some soap or and water or hand sanitizer to make sure you are keeping clean out in nature, which is obviously always just a good idea, especially now in pandemic times. A mirror also helps for those of us who might need them to put in your lenses. And also know if you need to bury your waste. You should dig a hole about six to eight inches deep so it is out of the way for anyone else that might be hiking in the area or maybe later occupy your site. Also, animals. Yes. Animals don't need to be around human waste. No. So that's why we bury it that low. Did we forget anything? I think that covers most things. I do think it has been a good idea that we started in a sort of KOA situation, which right. was something that had some amenities. Yeah. I mean, okay, so here we go. Here's something that happened that we didn't talk about. Prior to going to Gettysburg, we had purchased some stuff. We were like, okay, we're, we're anticipating everything we'll think we'll need. We got everything we needed. And then um, you had gotten a rocket stove for us to right. use to boil water. Right. It's which is how thing. we cook most of our stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You attach it to a propane tank and then you can just turn it on. Right. So you'd gotten the rocket stove and you were like, can you pick up some propane? And I was like, yeah, sure. I go to my favorite store, Dex, mm-hmm, and I get just a regular <laughs> propane can. And then we get... Like a small camping propane can. Yeah, I mean, that's not a giant, not a tank, just a can. Yeah. Right. So we're there and we're looking, I'm looking at the rocket stove and I'm looking at the top of the propane can and I'm like, these do not match. Luckily, there was a little camp store at at the the KOA. KOA, So we go in there, they had the exact same propane cans and we were like, and they were like, yeah, I don't think your rocket stove is going to match this. Yeah. We were like, oh, darn. Well, what are we going to do? So luckily that night... We were able to boil water over the fire. Not a problem. Right. And so the next day we were like, well, okay, we're going to have to bite this one and deal with the fact that like, this is what's happening right now. We drove to Walmart Mm -hmm. and we looked at their propane cans and alas, propane cans have different openings. Yep. So do make sure that whatever thing you've gotten that attaches to propane can, you get the right right propane can that that goes with it. Right. So we ended up getting the right one. This is also where we bought our Sterilite bins. Right. And new pillows because the pillows we got weren't great. Well, they just weren't enough. Right. We had one pillow and right. really we needed we needed more support. Right. So we're old. <laughs> right. Right. We're old. We're old folks now. Mm-hmm. So we got the right propane can and that ended up working out. Another thing that I can also say that we didn't mention, but it's really important um, is light. So um, light at night, like depending on the time of year you're camping, the sun might set really early. So a fire is great. But if you want to be able to do other things, light is really important. So we both have like headlamps, which is great because that's 
makes it easy to like if we have to go to the bathroom like in the dark or if we want to play a game like be able to like see what's going on you also bought like a lantern which has been really really wonderful too and that basically just like stays in the tent most of the time Mm though sometimes we'll bring it out and put on the table if we're playing cards right which is another thing bring yourself some games god cards saved us yeah you taught me how to play canasta right which is now like my favorite game right i mean again we're just old biddies over here now (laughs) that's right so we play canasta bridge is next no i'm kidding you have Mm -hmm. to have four people for bridge right (laughs) i think so yeah uh See, I knew that. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> no, old. <laughs> so something that some people do, they like uh, will string up like, some string lights mm-hmm. like around, like just to have some light. This is all determined on like, sure, you could get any of these things that are battery operated. Like right. our lanterns are, our, you know, our headlamps are. You can get string lights that are. And then you might also want to like bring some things with you that are. Uh, you know, that can plug in if you're going to a site that has an electrical electrical outlet. Yep. You know? And if not, it might be a good idea. One thing that I got for you one year and then your mom just gifted us a ton of, which are great, are solar charging units. Oh my God. So great. Especially if you're through hiking or backpacking and you want to basically have a way to have your phone charged all the time. This is great because you're able to charge this during the daytime you were hooking it to your bag for a little while yeah. so that it was getting that charge and then that way we were able to charge back up our phone if we needed to even on some of our light longer treks like this is before we were even camping this was great to have mm-hmm. so that is something to sort of consider and think about too yeah the pillows that we have are like small travel pillows mm-hmm. and so we have two of them yes. each now yeah, because we'd had one and we'd spend a night and we were like, oh, God, our necks. <laughs> right. If you have an inflatable sleeping pad, you got to have a way to inflate it. If there's no electric. If there's. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like if there's electric, you can have a way. If right. there's not. We got um, we had an electric one pump. Yeah. pump. We had an electric air pump. Then we got a, a, a battery charged. operated car charged uh, one, though. David was like, bring a garbage bag with you because what you can do is grab air in the garbage bag and then put it in the I still haven't figured out how to do that no. like I think there's an art David to it. needs to like show us he does need yeah. to show us because um one thing that he did mention is the reason you shouldn't like put your mouth on it and blow it up is because bacteria can form from the saliva droplets inside of the sleeping pad right right have we been a part of a pandemic for a year right and <laughs> right. we don't want that to no. be happening so uh, which is a good call. So have a way to blow up your sleeping pad that doesn't require you to physically like use your mouth. Some Tony Sacheries to put on the uh, <laughs> to put on dinner if you need it. Well, I think even just like some salt and pepper that was something we yeah. didn't have right away. That was like a definite good add. Also, make sure you have some sort of soap with you. This is going to also come into play if you are able to use a shower while you're camping. If you're staying at a KOA. We had like soap with us that also doubled as dish soap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Doc Brommers. It was soap that was dish soap, Mm -hmm. like body wash and shampoo. Right. You know. (laughs) So all in one. Wash your dishes in your body. All in one. Mm -hmm. The other thing was, this also came from David, is like if you have to bathe in a like pond in in a pond or in like a natural you know someplace like that like a lake a pond a river make sure that your the product if you bring soap into that river 
that it is, I don't remember the term, but there's a certain, there's a term that means like it is safe for animals. Right. Well, it was the Doc Brommers was. Like, right. The yeah. Doc Brommers was. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Because, um, right. If you bring your herbal essences, that might. <laughs> right. That can hurt the animals that mm-hmm. are in the pond. Right. We sincerely hope that if you go camping or when you go camping that you have a lot of fun like we have. We have loved our experiences so far and we can't wait for more. And for me personally, what has made camping is the people that I that you're with. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, and and while getting all this gear that we described may seem like an expensive investment, it is well worth it. And if you get good gear, it'll last so you don't have to constantly buy more. That's right. That's right. Because we're not interested in buying more. No. And again, right. Like, okay, tents, sleeping bags, sleeping pads. These are things you might have to purchase maybe. But the other things, you might have those things laying around right. already that you could just make camping gear. Right. Or repurpose. And that is kind of the whole purpose of camping, isn't it? And with that, let's end this trail mix with a game. So I wrote you a special Jeopardy category, Jeopardy style trivia category, all about camp. Great. There's more than five. Great. And um, I would say all of the answers contain the word camp, except Great. the first two. The first two don't. Okay. But the rest do. Beautiful. Are you ready? I am. Here's the first one. The movie Camp, about a summer camp for musical theater, starred many young future stars, including this future star of Up in the Air and Noelle. Who is Anna Kendrick. That's right. Mm-hmm. I love a good well she was nominated for an Oscar for Up in the Air mm. Noelle is like her straight to streaming Apple TV Apple TV something like that HBO holiday film Hulu okay are you ready for the second one <laughs> Amazon <laughs> something while her other works include illness as a metaphor and against interpretation this American essayist is also known for her essay notes on camp where she wrote Camp is the difference between the thing as meaning something, anything, and the thing as pure artifice. This is a $500 clue. Oh, I thought you would know this person. I don't know. Who is Susan Sontag? No. Really? No. Okay. So, you know, a couple years ago when the Met Ball did the camp theme? Mm Mm-hmm. So Susan Sontag wrote the essay Notes on Camp, Mm -hmm. where she wrote all about the sensibility of camp. And she calls it Uh a sensibility versus an idea. Got it. And then the Met Ball did it. The theme that year was camp notes on fashion, Mm. which is why everyone was required to dress camp. Campily. Or campy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. I didn't know that that was not... Great. Okay. Here we go. The next one. All right. Now all the answers contain camp. Great. Okay. Nickelodeon's live action series from the early 90s, Salute Your Shorts, took place at this fictional camp. What is Camp Anawana? Correct. We love you. We hold you in our hearts. And if, every day we think about you. And when you. I think about you, it makes me want to fart. Exactly. No, it's I hope you'll never part. Now get it right, right or pay the price. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Thanks, Donkey Lips. The next one. Though she appears in The Help, True Blood, The Mindy Project, and Pitch Perfect, my personal favorite character she's ever played is Deirdre Robespierre, who plans a benefit the same night as Jacqueline White in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. 
Is it Anna Camp? That is correct. Yes. Anna Camp. Here we go. Before saving Christmas and before being scared stupid, Jim Varney played this bumbling title character in this 1987 film where he must save summer camp from being closed by a mining company. What is Ernest Goes to Camp? That is correct. Okay, the next one. This 2006 documentary premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival and was nominated for Best Documentary that year at the Oscars and is about an evangelical Christian camp for kids. What is Jesus Camp? That's right. And finally, she starred in the movie Scream. Who is Nev Campbell? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. We're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. We're here to remind you to camp early and camp often, and that adventure is always out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about our show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music is by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Monmouth County, New Jersey. 